Jersey Black Pill. You're about one. You got turn right to your smile. You have all the bit of sweetness. All the seeds of crack and die. Mr. Grinch, you're a foul one. We are back with a new episode. We took a week off because our schedules did not work out, but it's okay. We're back, and we're going to be talking about the Grinch today. In a, I'm going to play a game here. In a four-word review, Jared, review this movie in four words. Fun, charming, (laughs) and delightful. Ooh, okay, good. Yorton, your yeah. turn. Four words. He's counting on his hands for those of you. <laughs> I was going to say, a fun take, a, a bit different. It's okay. like seven words. All right, so fun take. No, fun take. Well, I was different. saying like, a fun take, but a bit different. It's all right. So you but take different. out the other words. I said but different, and then I was saying some other things just like, oh, yeah. I got fun take, <laughs> comma, but different. There we go. Cool. All right, so let's discuss something here. The The definition of a Christmas movie is definitely free-flowing, correct? So we have, I'm going to say it, idiots out there who think Die Hard is a Christmas movie because – there's a mention of the word Christmas at one point, and they're at a party. Um, where do we stand on that, by the way? Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I mean, if Die Hard's a Christmas movie, then Spider-Man 1 uh, is a Thanksgiving movie. This is why This is why it can't be a Christmas movie, because it just opens the floodgates. <laughs> yeah, and, and no, by that logic, like, cause it, they're like, oh, it happened at Christmas. It's like, well, you know, the first Spider-Man was Tobey Maguire and Willem Dafoe. Like that's a Thanksgiving movie because like Willem Dafoe is like carving up a turkey at the Thanksgiving dinner at Peter's apartment. So like, yeah, sure, right? if you want to call Die, if you want to call Die Hard a movie, then uh, Spider Man's a Thanksgiving. They also movie. have a big fight with the with the around the parade balloons and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. Jordan, yeah. no, where so- are you? Are you a Die Hard Christmas fan, or are you just say it's not and it's just an action movie? Uh, I honestly have never cared one way or the other to be truthful. I always, I always get more enjoyment of people debating about it than actually have a take on myself for that one. All right. Well, there's people on two sides who are having a civil war and you must choose. Choose the civil, uh, I would just say no. All but, right. That's all I need to know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about it. They're like, what goes in to being a Christmas movie? Like, For me, it's this simple. It it has to be the primary focus of what the movie is, is about Christmas. That's yeah. the only thing about Die Hard. Yes, it takes place around Christmas, but it's not like, oh, that's your focus is about Christmas. If you miss so, the first 20 minutes of Die Hard, uh, you have no idea that it's Christmas time throughout the rest of the movie. So, yeah, I'm with you. It's Christmas needs to play into the plot in a very heavy way. What about you, Jared? No, no, no. I'm with you. Uh, the plot has to play like has to be like the central focus or the second most central focus. The the plot. Uh, so like Christmas itself has to be like a character in the movie. So it's either an A character or a B character, you know, uh, for me. So, I mean, that's why, like, when we first brought up Christmas movies, I was like, ah, I'm not sure about Home Alone. But you're right. Home Alone is not necessarily the A character, but it's the B character. It's a, it's a large focus of how like Home Alone gets its start. So things like that. So no, I think you're right. I agree with you. All right. Well, let me throw out some names then, and you guys tell me if they're Christmas movies. Home Alone. Yes. Yes. Iron Man Three. I need to see Iron Man 3 again. No. I feel like the last time I saw Iron Man 3 was in the theaters. No, um, because although Christmas, you can see it throughout the movie, it's just not a real character in the movie. Lethal Weapon. <laughs> Takes place during Christmas. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't even think about that I think that it was one. like 20 years since I've seen that movie. But yeah, I'll probably go... Yeah, because I don't remember it ever being essential to the storyline. Iron Man 3, I could still go a little bit more on than the Lethal Weapon one. Batman Returns. You know what? I would actually go with that one. Oh, no. But I get you. It, t- but but the, the whole premise is like a lot of the plot of the premise is around uh, the fact that it's Christmas. Okay. So I, I would agree with that one. You can you can make that statement with it. Do I consider it? Would I watch it as be? Oh yes, this is a great Christmas movie. No, but I would definitely <laughs> agree if someone wants to be say, yes, I enjoy this Christmas movie. Okay, last one, Rocky Four. I haven't seen Rocky Four, so I don't know. Oh boy, I watch Rocky Four like every month. Not really, but I will. I, I see it like once a year by accident, and it's great. No comment. No. We don't know yet. Okay, so. No. What are let's say I don't want to do Mount Rushmore. We've we've played that to death, and I don't want to. I'm not prepared. But like, just start listing like three of your favorite Christmas movies. Then I'm curious because I want to know. There's different types of Christmas movies, and I, I want to know where you guys are at. Jordan, I'll let you go first. Uh, I'll go Christmas Vacation. That's always been a classic That's one a for me one. to go see and watch and everything. Um, I'm really putting on the spot here. I'm like. I don't watch too many Christmas movies, to be honest, or like be like, you oh, hate this jolly is exciting. And fun. I get it. I don't hate jolly and fun. I <laughs> typically like jolly and fun, but for whatever reason, I'm like, oh, I don't normally get to think like, oh, hey, well, I then, need to watch then, this movie for Christmas. What are three of the most prominent Christmas movies of your like youth? <sighs> oh, probably the, the Santa Claus would be another big one. For yeah, me then. that's on my list too. I think. Santa Claus. And then, and then, at least for my youth, it would be all the classic uh, stop-motion Christmas movies, like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, uh, yeah, yeah. Frosty the Snowman, and stuff like that. I had uh, both the movies and the books of them. All the ones that, when you replay them in your head, are so much better than when you rewatch them on TV. You're like, oh no, this is not as good as I remember. But yeah, those, those, are, those are classics. Jared, how about you, man? Uh, so I am not a Christmas movie guy. I generally do not like Christmas movies. Um, so I glad you said it like as like you set the question as in my youth, mm-hmm. because when I was a kid, yeah, I did enjoy it. But now that I'm adult an adult, I just want to stay far away from Christmas movies. So as a kid, uh, definitely Christmas story. Yeah. Um, hell yeah. Love, love that movie. Timeless. Um, that's a whole the thing. same. The, yeah, it is. It really is. Uh, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Uh, I wish I didn't know anything about his personal life because I just love Tim Allen. I do too. Because I, I, fu- I fucking love Home Improvement. Dude, um, we just became best friends. I fucking <laughs> I love, love Home so Improvement. Uh, so yeah, I just wish I knew nothing about Tim Allen ever. Uh, <laughs> and then I'll have to go with Yorton, the stop motion Um yeah, in your mind, they're fantastic, and thank goodness I have not went back to watch them again since I was a kid, and I <laughs> definitely don't plan on it, because in my mind, th- those are Hall of Fame movies, yeah. but if I watch it, it's just like, can, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to DNF this movie, because <laughs> I don't want to watch it. Oh, I, I, Retire it, just put a little shrine, like, these movies are not retired, <laughs> I am not going to watch them any longer. Yeah. They're in the unwatchable <laughs> Hall of Fame. Um, yes. So I agree with you guys. I got I got um, uh, the Santa Claus on there with Tim Allen. It's classic, timeless. I I also have a Christmas story again, rewatchable, completely just honest and awesome, and I love it to death. And then I'm going to put Home Alone. Know, on I there. have never been that interested in the Christmas story. I've seen it several times, and every time I would get bored on it, and I'm like, why do people love this movie the thing so about much? That movie is there's so many scenes. That are so memorable and they're just stacked back to back to back. And yeah. So it like doesn't they, matter where you're at. Uh, you're like, oh, this is a scene where he gets his tongue stuck on the pole. Then after that, oh, it's a scene where he beats up the kid. You know, and this is the scene where he says the F word. Fixing there's just so many scenes to watch. Yeah, that movie is super rewatchable, right? Uh, no, Jordan, you said I've seen that movie several times. I literally watched that movie several times in the span of like twelve hours. 
What do you mean? Like I, I've seen that movie several times. I was like, dude, I watched it several times on Christmas Eve. What are we talking about? Because I watch it and I'm like, I tried to watch it several times because I want to know why people love that movie so much. Maybe and I get bored of it every time. Uh, well, I have Home Alone as my third one because that's also in a, a movie that is timeless and like like 20 years from now kids could watch it and be totally into it you know well yeah i mean like i said like now i'll add home alone but i like as a kid growing up i never distinguished home alone as a christmas movie but like now as an adult after we had our last conversation i'm like yeah you're right it is a christmas movie so like if i did my current list that would be on there all right so we watched the cg animated grinch movie that came out in 2018 it's called the Grinch, I think. Um, yeah. But there have been two Grinch movies before this. You have the animated classic, correct? And then, like, from, you know, when your parents were young. Um, they, and then you have the Jim Carrey one. From It's crazy to say, but from 20 years ago, right? It's just nuts yes. to think it was that long ago. Well, now we have the CG version. Are we done making Grinch movies? Or is there a claymation version coming out soon? No, um, I, I'm sure there's one and one come up every 20 years. Is this so that way people can keep the right of making movies, the Grinch movies? I just <laughs> yeah. go ahead, Jared. Oh no, no, I agree with you, and I feel like they'll pop up every now and then. Um, because I think, like, I'm not sure if Dr. Seuss has his estate sold or it's public domain now. I'm not sure. Um, so I think that's like part of the reason why they keep making these movies. And like, hey, like. I mean, so far, they're three for three in my book, so. But here's the going. problem, though. You can't, they're all different formats, right? So you, I almost feel like it's sacrilegious to make an animated movie and kind of erase the original. And I also feel like it's, like the Jim Carrey one is so, it's such a classic now. It's such a Christmas staple to so many people that you almost can't make another live action movie for maybe well, another 20 honestly, years. Honestly, what's, what's the difference for me, animation and the 3D are pretty much the same thing. No, and this one, this one completely changed the premise of the original. No, no, no. So yeah, this... I enjoyed it for it. Oh yeah, so this I one's completely I, I, disagree we all like this one. with you on that. But I, I see no difference. For me, animation and 3D rendering are the same. It's just a different tool in the trade. Uh, yeah, they're all animated technically, but they're. Definitely different. One's 3D, one is not, you know? Yes, yeah. I'm aware, but that's I, just a, a tool of the medium, pretty I much. Prefer I prefer hand-drawn animation over CG because CG is just so much, I don't say easier, but it's much simpler than doing all the work of hand-drawing animation and stuff like that. But I feel like you could remake this, you can keep remaking CG movies I much don't know, easier. man. Look at Pixar, man, because look at the whole Toy Story series, and you can't tell me that would have been better as that's not even my argument. With that's not my argument. My you know, your 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 argument is 3D versus uh, hand drawn, and I'm using an example where using the right tool helps make the movie better. And I feel like the 3D animation in Toy Story makes it better for because it, it brings more life to the character change topics a little bit but i agree like cg is good for certain it's better for certain movies and hand drawn is better for certain movies you know i, I yeah i'm, with I'm you. not i'm okay, gonna say you made an overall statement so no no i'm I saying i prefer hand drawn because yes, exactly. it, i respect that's... the work more i guess you know because it's so much there's so much more that goes into it there's so much more artistry and talent and it's just more work like you got something like cuphead you know like it's hard up Cuphead's not uh, hand drawn. That is all, all 3D animation that, that is they not. inspired they hand by. Hand drew everything. You can look it up. They hand drew everything, just like they did in the 30s, which is why I just commend them. Um, no, I'm going to say on this case, I think, uh, and the CG versus uh, anime or hand drawn, I think it all depends on the story that you're telling. Because I even think, uh, so some of the Pixar movies, um, one of my favorite Pixar movies that most people don't really like talk about because it is 
like mid tier. It's Monsters University. So if you look at the CG in that movie, like they emphasized every scale, like every fur, uh, especially if you watch the new movie Onward that came out earlier this year as well. Like you can tell the CG is like so magnificent, mm-hmm. but it's just like that wouldn't correlate to a hand-drawn story because that story is told for the CG. But then there's some like hand-drawn movies that are so much better. Uh, that like I, it, like for me, it just depends on the story that you're telling, whether it fits better with CG or whether it fits better with um, hand drawn. And that's why bringing this back to the Grinch, I thought they told a great story, knowing they were going to go with CG because this movie would not be near as good if it was hand drawn with the story they tried to tell. Absolutely, and I'm not hating it on it. I I I love this movie. There was times when I would just like stare at the screen, going like. Damn, this is like really beautiful. Like the art and the the actual CG animation of it all, and like I don't know, like the directing of it, the cinematography was like really beautiful, and it was just it almost blurred the line between like it looked like a real camera filming CG models at times. I don't know how to describe it, but and the details were really, really specific and detailed, and I just I really thought they did a great job with that. Go ahead. Uh, no, and I'm going to step on my trivia a little bit. This is the same company that Nintendo has tasked with making the new Super Mario movie. So I'm very excited. Look, that is the only way you can make a Super Mario movie. We learned that lesson. You can't yeah. do it live action because th- there are no rules and we need rules in live action. <laughs> um, and so like, that's why I was saying like, if you're going to make it, go with the best company out there. And I think Illumination is uh, like, I know... I don't want to be blasphemous to Pixar, but I say, hey, Illumination is like on your ass, Pixar. Yeah, there's definitely talent. So I want to get back to the original question, though. I do think that if you are going to remake The Grinch, it's I feel like there's so many, like there's not hand-drawn anim- animated movies anymore. They're all CG now, right? For the most part, which is why I think there's a lot of forgettable CG movies. They get lost in the pile. You know, so I do think if they remake it, it's going to be CG again, which is not a problem. But let's talk about the different portrayals, right? We can, I don't, I mean, the animated version is not that good, the portrayal of the Grinch. But let's go Benedict Cumberbatch versus Jim Carrey. I know two completely different mediums here. Which one did you prefer? Yorton, I'll go with you. I've never seen the Jim Carrey one, so I Oh, wow. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy crap! You need to just go I on didn't YouTube. Realize it, they do a You want to talk about someone? Just they're like, just go, just do what you do, Jim Carrey, and they just let him loose. I mean, <laughs> it's so ridiculously awesome. Oh, it's so good. I've never seen someone just like absorb the role so much as Jim Carrey does. It's 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 crazy. You haven't seen that, man. All right, how about you, Jared? Uh, I like, I liked Benedict Cumberbatch's take, but just like everything you said about Jim Carrey is spot on. It's just like, I don't know how it happened. It was the perfect, like, it was like Jim Carrey, a children's movie. And he was like at the peak of his powers. They were just like, Hey Jim, just be like rated PG, maybe PG 13 borderline, but just that those are only guidelines, but just do you. Well, and that's what it was. About Jim Carrey, though, I'll just say just in general, because I've seen a, quite a few of his movies, is the fact he's already pretty much an animated person. Yes. Like, he is a living cartoon with his facial expressions and the way he can act and everything. And what you just so said, I can see how that would work well. What you just said is never more prominent than his role in The Grinch. Like, the things he does in that movie are Ace Ventura 2-esque. Like, just the mannerisms yeah. and everything. It's it's crazy. Um well, I want to go back to something Jared said about Cumberbatch here. I thought this movie was pretty much flawless. I thought this movie was, there's nothing to complain about. It's great. I would change Benedict Cumberbatch to someone else. He didn't what? do it for me. It, it took me, I will say, it took me a little time to get used to the voice. But once I got used to the voice, I, I enjoyed B- Benedict Cumberbatch as the Grinch. I mean, and I liked I, his take on the Grinch because it's a very different take than the other two Grinches. How do you know? You haven't seen the live action version. <laughs> I mean, you well, can just tell it's Jim Carrey. Yeah. Yeah. He's much more in you, touch with his emotions. I, I, I'm i sorry, but Jim Carrey and Benedict Cumberbatch, I, I've seen at least the trailers and how they <laughs> yeah, act yeah, and no, everything. Those are two different people right there. 
I want to recast him. Can we recast him real quick? Uh, I and no, like I'm gonna say this. I at first I was like I'm not too I'm not down with it, but then when Fred came along, the uh, the uh, other reindeer and yes, Fred. And then I saw him started interacting with Fred and then Max at the same time. I was like, all right, I started coming around to him. And then obviously as the movie continued, I was like, okay, okay, I like it. I like, <clears throat> excuse me, I like Benedict Cumberbatch's voice because his voice at first is what took me off of him. Two words, Danny DeVito. <laughs> I feel like I'd be more annoyed than anything else than with I don't know. No. No, yeah. I, I, no, no, no. I, I'm just like, no, that would annoy the hell out of me, to be honest. No. Danny DeVito, to me, is one of those characters. I'm fine with him as a side character, but as a ma- main character, he annoys the hell out of me. You don't like his soothing tones? No, it's not soothing at all. It's ear-splitting. Uh, was, wasn't he already the Lorax in their, their yeah, other movie? Yeah, the Lorax. See, I haven't even uh, seen that. I don't know. Oh, it's actually really good. So I, if I was recasting, yeah, I was joking. I had, by the way, I mean, I would watch oh. that movie, but I, I was joking. Oh, <laughs> uh, if I had to recast, um, unfortunately, I would go with Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Well, don't hate on that. But they, he, why, he can't be a Grinch. Though. I don't see wrong. him being a Grinch, though. Me, Chris Pratt He's being. I know. I mean. That's going to step out of how he normally plays, so that'd be, you know what? But no, 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 he would be for that reason. He would be so so happy. He's so charming. How do you have such a charming Grinch? It would be interesting. But it's he's so happy and so charming, but destroying Christmas. But he's so happy and charming about destroying Christmas. So I would like that take to see like him all happy go lucky, him all charming, and then destroying Christmas at the same time. Because in my head, it's almost like uh, Legos Elliot going on a yeah ruining Christmas. So yeah, I mean that was my that was my thought. So you know what? I I I will just say (laughs) it would be very interesting to see because in my head this just doesn't work. But if that you could make that possible, I would just go and see it just out of curiosity. Why don't we use someone that's in the movie already and just put Keenan Thompson as a Grinch? (laughs) I would laugh the entire movie. No, because yeah, I need him in his role. Because every time this brickle bump came up, they need more I died. He should have been like a, 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 like a, a co-star instead of just a side character. He was great. Oh, my gosh. Was he that friendly neighbor guy? Yeah. Best friend? Yeah. It doesn't count I enjoyed his you hug back. part quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed his character. Quite a bit. No, no, no. You got to keep Keenan with him. I just <laughs> he, because... he sold that part so well. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. He was great. All right, so here's some notes that I have. All right, I feel like Whoville is much more realized in this movie than it was in the previous two movies. Like in the live action version, they did a fantastic job, but because it's live action in the real sets, it's not quite as expansive i guess like the city you know but here at cg yeah. they can just go wild with it and i thought the city of whoville was awesome here um, what do you guys think about that no i really like how they like fleshed it out i mean obviously um with illumination everything they do looks beautiful um it really does so like just being a fully fleshed out whoville with that animation it was chef's kiss for me can we talk about his yeah. pad and how the Grinch has it made. Like, what a sweet pad. Why is he unhappy at all? Like, that is a cool little cavern home. Because he's lonely? Can we talk <laughs> about can we talk about how the Grinch is not like the world's greatest like inventor or scientist? Because he has so many different Rue Goldberg machines mm-hmm. in his house and creating things. Like the Grinch is low-key a genius. I agree. <laughs> also, I learned something. That's not fur. Those are clothes he puts on. <laughs> yeah, no, but he had fur and he had clothes. So it was a weird thing because he, in the I morning, he went and had the. I, <laughs> I think they did that just so it wouldn't be like, was he going around naked? It's, yeah. They, I think that's why they did that, that whole scene where he puts on a coat, even though it's the exact same thing what he was. It, it's like okay, that makes absolutely no sense. I, but I, I see why you did that. I bet you it wasn't in the original script, but like some producer was like, nah, man, 
kids are going to think he's naked. You got to make it look like pants or something. I was like, oh my God, okay. Um, cool. Donna who? I feel her pain with those children. There's that scene early on where the kids are just going wild. She sits at the sink and she's just contemplating life like, what have I done wrong? And then she like snaps back real quick. Oh, yeah, honey, go give it to your brother. And really, she's like, where's the gun? I want to shoot myself. I get it, girl. I'm on your side. Um, you could say great single mother, by the way, this movie. Oh, trying hell to yeah. Where's the father? Where's the father? Let's talk about this. We got no clues uh, about the father. Who knew Whoville was, was going to be so... <laughs> no but she did a great job as a parent shout out rashida jones she does a voice as well so no that was just a great character hey am i wrong in assuming that i feel like you see the grinch much more in town in this version than you do the other ones he's more like reclusive yeah so that was another thing that I didn't notice about this one compared to the last one. The last one, you saw him a lot, like just up in his mountains doing his own thing. And this one, he was about town a lot more. Um, so I yeah. like that's why I said I enjoy that take on it. Yorton, you were saying something? I was going to say, yeah. And he, he's not like the other films. It seems like he's more of like a legend guy sort of up in his town. This is like people knew him. And he had some people who actually liked him, but uh, I'll, I'll probably go in more detail of his personalities as we, we go on because I, I, I thought, like I said, the main thing that got me was the interesting take they went with the Grinch. Well, let's talk about it now. I feel like where you're going, I'll, I'll take a guess here, is that he could have been accepted, but he just he didn't accept himself. Therefore, he excluded himself from stuff, and he, he's the one who became distant from everybody else. Am I wrong there? No, that you're 100% right here. And this one, I feel like this one's low-key about like mental uh, um, depression and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that can affect people and everything. And how even though you have friendly people and he knows that they're friendly towards him, he's still angry and has he's upset at the people. And, and, this, and, and in this take, I enjoyed the fact that he's not like evil or anything. Like the other ones, he, he's sort of like... He, he's just depressed and sad and he hates and seeing everyone else happy while he's depressed just makes him feel worse. And yeah, you just sort of feel it more in this movie and you understand. I feel like you very much understood him much more in this take. I feel like in the original, it's very black and white. They don't like him. He doesn't like them. Right. And then in the, the Jim Carrey version, it's more, he gets picked on as a kid. Therefore he develops like this hatred towards everyone else. And, that's when he locks himself away. In this one, it's you're right. It's very more just like, no, they're cool with him, but he feels so different and unwanted. But it's all kind of in his head that it becomes a reality. So, Jared, anything you want to add before we move on? No, and I just want to say they like they touched on that throughout the entire movie because even at the beginning of every grant, they were like, "Why is his heart two sizes too small?" And then in this movie, they said it, it just is because of his feeling. Instead of like, oh, it's because of the Christmas season or it's because of that. They were just like, no, it's like on him. Like mm-hmm. it's it's in his head. Like, you know, and then that's why I loved Mr. Bricklebaum so much. Um, I I loved everything he did. Uh, but just like even he was like, hey, Grinch, come by. I'm your friend. It's open for you. You want to come on through? And then that's why at the end of the movie, like when he became like, uh, like obviously his heart grew. It's just like it was very more believable. Because, I mean, as someone who does deal with, you know, mental um, health issues like myself, it was just like sometimes that's all it takes is somebody to like give you a hug. And then you're just like, oh, shit, my whole life is better now. I feel like a lot of times, like if you if the Grinch is just more aware of his own self, he could have solved all his problems. Like maybe I'm the one who's who's doing all this right. Hey, I'm a fan of the fat reindeer Fred. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. <laughs> we need more Love Fred. Fred. There should have been way Love more Fred. Fred. Um, cool. You were so sad about when eating Fred went away. <laughs> You're like, no, Fred. Yeah. No more Fred. And that was kind of unexplained. Is that his family that he went to? or is he? Yeah, that's what I assumed because his son had the same hair that he had. But what? I felt like that was uh, they just deleted part of his story there because that was... They didn't really delve into that at all. It was just kind of like you have to assume that. I don't know. Um, Cool. That's all the notes I have. You guys have anything you want to throw on there? Jordan? 
For me, I think I covered the big thing I wanted to talk about was the Loki uh, mental health issue on it. So mm-hmm. I, we got that covered. And the fact that it was a different take. And the fact that the Grinch was, like, I like the fact of how nice he was to Max compared to the other versions where he was a bit mean to Max. Yeah, Jim Carrey wasn't the best pet owner. And I, because that always sort of bugged me, especially with the uh, the original, is how I remembered. It was like, why do you have this great dog? And why are you so mean to this dog? Yeah, it's 2020. Well, you got to be nice to your pet. Oh, yeah. my God. You're, it's so funny you say that because I actually wrote down the opposite. I was like, wait a minute. He's too nice to Max in this movie. You <laughs> can't be too but nice I feel to like a dog. That, yeah, it's like... But then, yeah, it's just like that always bugged me about the original take. Uh, yeah. And then so like one of the notes I like, I mean, I already talked about it earlier, but just like this man, the I never because it never really set in. But he is a genius. He is. He's <laughs> like he could. That'd be cool if that was part of the plot. If his like scientific machine engineering ability, like helped rebuild the town or something, you know, like, I don't know. Like, oh, I can be of use in this city, and they do like me and depend on me for my skills or something. That would have been a cool little subplot thrown in there. Yeah, and so, like, I just really enjoy that fact that um, he's just, like, it was more, like, even in the movie with the, um, sorry, with Jim Carrey, but in this movie, they could do more with a character. And then even in, you know, the book and then the old animated, they talked about, like, oh, Grinch always invents these things. And it's just, like, in this movie, it was even more prominent. And I'm just like, man, he's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. All right, uh, so let's go. Let's go ahead to best scene. I only have t- two options here. If you guys have some more, please, please, please throw them on there. Okay, I got <laughs> Fred the reindeer inhaling the whipped cream. <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere, Fred steals the show. <laughs> it's like it's like your parents come home early, and you're like doing everything wrong you shouldn't be doing and he's just like huh i love that scene to death and then we have the scene well actually any scene with i don't know his name but you do jared keenan any scene with um mr mr pricklebone so mine my so mine is actually a scene with him it was the the part where grinch steals the sleigh from mr bricklebone's house and then the cat is trying to stop him the entire time Mm -hmm. and i like i was on my couch cackling like a child that was During something, that that was something they did real well in the live action too. I remember the cat being a very, very like random humor, like <laughs> yeah. attacking him like three or four times just unexpectedly. Yorton, what's your favorite scene? You know, I'm going to go with Jer because that whole scene and just the interaction when he kept up like, my cat, he's doing this now. This is a <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, I was trying to what? remember it. The door. What? You're setting... You- Set the dinner table or something? I forget what was the thing that they did at the, at the hey, table. Is it, yeah, like, he set the dinner table, and then uh, when he was like, oh, now you're serving pie and drinks? <laughs> I'm going to pull that scene up. Hold up. Oh, it's so good. It was so then, good. I didn't know you could open the door or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And so, like, I mean, I'm on my couch just, like, rolling over like a child laughing at that scene because it's, like, that's what I loved about this movie. It was, it's so pure. It's so wholesome. Let's see if I can get to it real quick. This will be good. Oh, no, I don't have it. It's all right, though. All right, moving on. Um, I want to go with that scene as well. Can't go wrong there. Okay. Best line in the movie. I don't have one. It's got to be one of those, though, right? I didn't know you could open the door. I didn't know you could set the table. It's got to be one of those. Jared, I know you have an option here. What are, what are some of your options for best line? Uh, I just have, like, a lot of Mr. Brucklebaum lines. Uh, I just loved any, oh, when the Grinch at the beginning was trying to sneak around the giant snowman uh, to try and get back up to his cave. Mr. Bergelbaum said, hey, where you going? That's my best friend right there. And it's just like, like, no, he's not. But it's just so charming that, like, no matter what, he's just like, you're going to be my friend. And so it's pretty much just any line he said. Here we go. I think I found it. And it has a lot of Mr. Bergelbaum, Mr. Bergelbaum in it. You two go around the back. Wait for me to drop the sleigh from the roof. Y'all can't see. Give me a second here. 
Where's the cat coming? Huh? I said, was that a cat or a dog? I don't know what that thing was. It's a dog. <laughs> Anything Mr. Brickleball says, that's going to be the winner. Cool? We all agree? Yes. Yeah. MVP of the movie. Not Benedict Cumberbatch. But we do have uh, Mr. Brickleball and Fred. Anybody else you want to throw on there? Because I think those are the I'll throw Fred Max. You love dogs, aren't you? That's a good choice. It's hard, <laughs> it's hard to go come against on, the dog. Come on, come on. He pulled a lot of weight in this movie, that dog. Yeah, it's hard to go against a dog, that's for sure. Um. Okay, what do y'all what do y'all pick? Uh, I'm still going with Mr. Brickelbaum. He's he's my guy. I'm going. With him I will too. have to go with that too because most of the scenes I remember, particularly, is him involved. You can shout like out the, the dog. That could be your shout out. Max deserves some credit here. <laughs> my shout out's the screaming goat. Screaming goat. <laughs> <laughs> That that screaming jet goat would be a good shout out though. I will give you that on that one. But oh, MVP, what a no. good one! All right, anybody, anybody, any more shout outs? Uh, no, I shouted out Rashida Jones. So for being the awesome single parent. All right, I got some questions here. So we see Whoville, and this is the type of thing. Like as a creative person, you know, I want more information on. And this goes beyond Whoville. I had the same question for the movie Willow. And this, um, what's the movie? Um, with uh, Labyrinth, right? You get these magical lands and there's this castle or a town. But what the hell is beyond that town and land? Are we on Earth? Like, what's going on here? Is it just would- a whole planet and then there's just one city? Like, what's the lore here? I need more. I need more. Well, read Dr. Seuss books. For me, it's always like, that's this Dr. Seuss world. Oh, that's nice. So they're all connected. So Yeah, I think um, his, his entire universe is connected. Uh, every Dr. Seuss book is connected. So if you were to travel a thousand miles in one direction, you might land somewhere else. That's cool. Okay. Good answer, Yorton. You answered my question. I like that answer. <laughs> Jared, it's your turn to hit up trivia, man. What you got? So I hit you guys earlier with a nugget of trivia that um, since we are all gamers here and we all love Super Mario Brothers, uh, they are coming. uh, Nintendo has made a deal with Illumination Studios and Sony to produce the next uh, Mario movie. Mm -hmm. That sounds amazing. I will see it in theater when they open back up. And we're going into our Benedict Cumberbatch um, discomfort, I guess I would say, is that he originally tried to do his normal accent, like just speaking his regular voice. Mm -hmm. Um, But then they did a couple of the scenes with him doing the voice, but then they changed it back to an American accent. Thank God. I don't want a foreign (laughs) Grinch. (laughs) What? I don't know, unless so, it was like uh, for comedy. All right, man, what's your next one? Uh, so going into the whole Max thing, uh, as he talked about earlier, they were saying that Max played a more prominent role in this movie, um, essentially so they could show that the Grinch was a good person. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was clinically depressed. He, yeah. It doesn't make him a bad person. Where the other depictions where he's not a very good man, this one is like... yeah. You know, yeah, that he, he doesn't become a good man until the end of the movie, where else in this movie he's just like he's a good person. He's just 
going through some things. I like I like the the girl. Is it Mary Lou who? I don't know her name. Whatever. Cindy Lou. Cindy Lou. She's Cindy like, Lou. hey, you're welcome to dinner. He's like, but I try to steal Christmas. She's like, yeah, I know. You're still welcome. He's just very casual. And she's like, oh, yeah, bring your dog. He's like, but I don't get it. You know, it's just really, really cool scene. I like that a lot. Sorry, man. I interrupted your trivia. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Um, so it's this also goes into what I was saying, uh, that the book that he throws at his alarm clock at the beginning is called Spelunking for Beginners. <laughs> so it's just like the Grinch actually went to that cave, hollowed it out, and created his own base. <laughs> so, again, doubling down that he's a genius and we should have... Dude, he could, he could help out that bills. town tremendously. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Anything else? That that oh nope. And that's all right there. That's all the Alright. It's time. Rotten tomatoes. Rotten tomatoes. It's the rotten tomatoes game. Alright, y'all. Who won last time? I think. Oh God, I ask this question every damn time. I won last time. Cool. Yeah, because I have to go for a straight win now. All right. So let me pull up the score sheet, which is right here. The, yeah, you're right. So there's three movies left, including this one. Yorton is down by two. It's eight to six for the year. Yorton, you have to go first. What do you think this movie got in Rotten Tomatoes? And I want to give it an eighty-two. An 82? Okay, explain your answer. Damn. I feel like, yeah, it, a lot of people are going to enjoy it, but there's this fickle people that it's not a perfect movie and it's going to give some people like just like, oh, this is a copy or whatever. And it's a third remake, so I can see some reviewing going negative on it for that sake. But that's what I'm going to go with, an 82. Jared. Ooh. That, I was literally going to pick an 82. Price is right uh, as ass. I am. I'm just trying to figure out which way I want to go. <laughs> uh, 83. You went the wrong way. Your wins. It's 60. And I think, 60. It's, wow. I think it's 60 for the exact reasons Yorton explained. People, obviously, it's a, it's a perfectly fine movie. But people are probably like, why? We already have two versions of it. You know? But I think if you take that aspect aside, this deserves to be in the 80s or 90s. Am I wrong there? No, no? You're, I mean, you're right. Good job, Yorton, bringing it back. By the way, here's something weird. The crowd audience gave it 50. So I, I don't know. What, what the, what's wrong with people? people <laughs> who hurt them? There's a bunch of Grinches watching this movie, man. I know. Who, who hurts them? Hey, so this movie had a budget. Maybe I hit home for a lot of people, and they're like, man, this movie makes me sad now or something. I I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. Hashtag and not I my Grinch. I the time and everything because I thought it, it kept it quick and everything. It was well, yeah, well, the pacing was really good too. You're right. There was never a moment of just like, uh, I'm gonna go pee. Like you're just bored. Like you just, it just. How keeps could going. you? How could you? Like, come on, man. Like, I don't care if it is a third remake. I don't care if it's like not my Grinch or like shit like that, dude. It's this like years. you, you have to like take this movie as face like what it is. Like you said, right? Twenty years. So if it's like Amazing Spider-Man Two to Spider-Man Far From Home, like, and you want to make that like. Oh, another remake? Like, okay, yeah. Okay, I get it. I understand. Different movie, but I still understand. But, like, this is 20 years. Yeah. What? I don't know. Okay. I, uh, take some of the hot takes. I'm curious on that one. Yeah, uh, Ray, please hit us. Okay. Okay, please hit us. Because <laughs> I, I just do not understand. I'll pull up some reviews. Let me. I typed in Rotten Tomatoes wrong. Uh, okay. All right, I'll look at I'll look at uh, critics and then I'll look at the audience and see what the Grinches have to say. Okay, so some negatives. I'll only read that. The Grinch is bright and colorful, but the narrative feels a bit off from the anti-consumerist message that Dr. Seuss may have originally intended. I don't think anti-consumerism resonates with children, but okay. 
Um, but that was the message of the first one. I, so again, if you're remaking it, message. why would you want to repeat the same thing? I'm playing devil's advocate here to the reviewer. Um, it's a beautiful looking movie. Young kids will like it, but I was kind of bored with it. Oh, that's Chris Stuckman. He doesn't count. <laughs> Fuck Chris Stuckman. Um, if y'all don't know who he is, he's the guy who acts like he's an expert on movies on YouTube and he looks like he's 12. Um, it's best for kids and adults who just can't handle the angry, diabolical monster of films past. How is that negative? Um, it's moderately amusing, but it has a difficult time justifying its own existence. Well, there we go. That's what we just talked about, right? Like, why? Why does this exist? Because they want to make money? Um, here's what I disagree with. While this take on the story isn't particularly cynical or crass, as one may expect, it's also pointless at its core when placed into any other context. I disagree there. All right, let's look at some audience reviews. I'm trying to find the one stars. Okay, Trent H. <laughs> From three hours ago. Amazing <laughs> amazing digi digital artistry. Horrible writing. Totally bland. And the iconic song, Ruined. It's a totally predictable American formula updated in quotes when the Grinch American has to explain why at the dinner table it was the nail in the coffin so so bad but it looks great just turn the sound off um Dean W from 17 hours ago this remake blows the voicing is terrible and the music is worse Dr. Seuss must be spinning in his grave <laughs> oh my god dude these people fucking suck <laughs> here's a review from Ryan D from two days ago Horrible, horrible, horrible piece of garbage. I never usually am the harsh, that harsh unless it's this bad. The Jim Carrey one is much, much better. This one is for people two years and younger. No, my daughter cannot pay attention to this, and she's two. <laughs> this one I, I can't really argue with. A cold, cynical cash grab as tired and wicked as the Grinch. But no, there's more effort in it than that. All right, well, there you go, y'all. It's just haters going to hate, right? Okay, so it earned... I mean, it had a budget of seventy-five million. In the U.S., it made two hundred and seventy million. Ooh, I didn't know it did that well. Made, yeah, and worldwide, it made over five hundred million. So, oh, I think boy. it made some money there. Roger Ebert gave it zero out of zero stars because he was not alive to review this movie. R.I.P. So let's go ahead and move on to. Would you recommend this movie, Yorton? You go first since you won the Rotten Tomatoes game. Yeah. I would definitely recommend it. If, you, if someone wants to go on a, a one of Christmas movie, this would be one I would recommend. Jared? Oh, hell yes. I'm in the same boat. Absolutely. If it's Christmas time, this you should watch this movie at least once every December, especially if you have kids, right? But here's the real question. Is this in the Blockbuster Hall of Fame? Norton? You know what? I am going to go, yes, for a Christmas uh Hall of Fame. I am going to go for that. This is not the Christmas Hall of Fame. We should have a <laughs> the... Christmas Hall of Fame. That'd be fun. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Yorton says yes. Jared, how about you, man? Oh, yeah. Um, like you said, every every December that rolls around, I mean, like since it is a seasonal movie, you probably won't watch it throughout the year, but it's like one of those must-watch Christmas movies, and I think it's on that list now. Well, Especially if you have younger kids. I'll go ahead and put it on the list since we have two out of three. My vote doesn't matter. But I would say no, only because I would say watch the Jim Carrey one over this one. That's why, because I feel like that one I would watch before I watch this one. But, I mean, that takes nothing away from this one. This one's still an awesome movie. It's just if I had to pick, I'd pick the other one, right? I mean, I agree with you, but it's just still like this one is just like this one is still just just as good on its own merit. So we usually have a, a rank the movies section for when we do franchises. But I feel like we can rank the movies here. Like, what's your ranking of Doctor, or the Grinch movies, Jared? Uh, so I'll go two with Jim Carrey. Uh, well, so that's number one, the, the second movie, the Jim Carrey. Um, then this one and then the original. I think I'm gonna. I'll, I'll do the same, and then I'll put the book at the. Actually, I put the book above the original because <laughs> it's over in two minutes. Um, oh yeah, Yorton. I guess you haven't seen, but I'm assuming it's yeah. probably the same order if you go by trailer alone, huh? 
<laughs> I'm assuming like you would watch. I'm, I think you would watch the live action over, over the the animated one, huh? I don't know. I, I mean, it's hard to say. It's been a long time since I've seen the. So I'm going to disdain from ranking on this one Fair just enough. because. Yeah, I haven't seen one, and the other one's been probably twenty years since I've seen the other. So fair enough. Yeah. Here's what I can say before we let Yorton pick this movie: is Jared, great job. This movie was very enjoyable. It was not terrible like some of the movies I pick, and it was an easy watch. I'll tell you that. All right, Yorton, what is your Christmas movie? And I swear to God, if you take mine, I'm going to be pretty upset. Uh, you know what? Just because we were talking about it before, I'm going to go with National Lampoon's A Christmas Vacation. Oh, my gosh. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, I haven't seen that in, like, forever because I usually watch. I know. It's been some time. And so it's like, you know what? I haven't seen it in a while. So let's go watch it. Vegas I Vacation watched it for the f- one I watch. I watched it for the first time last year. And oh boy, I, this is not going to be a this is not going to be fun for me. I didn't like Chevy it. Chase was like, well, like you said, Ray. But Vegas Vacation though they that that they hit that one out of the park. They saved yes, their best the for last. Vegas Vacation's a good one. I they saved their one. best for last. I'll be honest with you. I don't remember almost anything about Christmas Vacation. So this should this should be good. Cool. All right. So next week we're going to talk about. Christmas vacation. So if you're listening to this, I would watch it ahead of time so you can be ready. Um, what are you laughing at? I'm just re- laughing at Jared's reaction. Just that he's like, Ugh. this is like homework. Cool. All right, guys. So until then, I will see you later. All right, see you.